I'm Jack Zemlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2017 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. Today's program, Creating a Precision Insurance Policy with Service Plans, is once again being brought to you by Farmer's Edge. If this is your first time tuning in, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, let us know. We'll make every effort to get it listed here as well. By subscribing, you'll be able to get an alert when upcoming episodes in this series are released, and also an opportunity to go back and check out earlier episodes in our 2016 series. I also urge you to mark your calendars and plan to attend the upcoming Dealership Mind Summit, August 1st and 2nd in Omaha, Nebraska. The theme of this dealer-only event is Roadmap to Mastering Equipment Remarketing, and will feature a mix of general sessions, panel presentations, and roundtable discussions. Space is limited, and you can visit www.dealershipmindsummit.com for more information and updates. Thanks again to Farmer's Edge, proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations. Grow opportunities for your customers and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at FarmersEdgeUSA.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. Well, putting together a profitable service plan is an ongoing objective for many precision farming dealers. Knowing what to include, how to price it, and when to offer it are questions dealers need to answer in advance of creating recurring revenue with precision support plans. Another key motivation should be developing plans that truly serve the needs of customers and not just those of the dealership. This is a philosophy Colin Lavinka, Precision Farming Manager with Lavinka Implement Company in El Campo, Texas, took when assembling the dealership's precision plans in 2011. Viewing service as an insurance policy for customers to rely on when something goes wrong, Colin has been successful generating direct revenue from a variety of support platforms. In today's Precision Farming Dealer podcast brought to you by Farmer's Edge, we welcome Colin in to detail the dealership's origins and evolution of its precision service plans to include geographic considerations, setting an attractive price, and establishing a reputation for reliability. Howdy, everybody. Um, my name is Colin Lavinka, Lavinka Equipment Company. El Campo, Texas is where I office out of. We have um, eight stores in the complex. Uh, I do get to share the same last name as the dealer principals, but I'm about fourth cousin, so I'm not going to uh, inherit anything. Not looking forward to it. <clears throat> um, background, grew up on a rice and row crop farm, so I guess you could say involved in agriculture all my life. Um, when farming paid my way through college, but uh, on a 3,000 acre farm between myself and my father, we couldn't make two livings off of it. I decided I was younger, so I'd find something else to do. Uh, went to go work for a 
local co-op that uh, cotton gins, agronomy, elevator, the normal stuff they have. I ended up running the retail division there for right at almost eight years before I decided I was tired of being in an office. But um, I guess biggest thing learned from that was employee management and uh, people skills in working in the retail environment. But uh, definitely, you know, realized I did not like being in an office. Uh, I have worked at Lavinka Equipment Company for a little over eight years now, seven years in the PF side, just because it was the cool thing coming. Um, wanted to differentiate myself a little bit from a regular iron salesman, which is what I was hired to do. Uh, and nobody else wanted to take this on, so I thought, why not? And um, you got to be careful what you ask for. Um, as far as what we deal with, um, the normal stuff, guidance, application control, yield mapping, water management, uh, none of the tile stuff y'all talk about. Um, we're flat down on Texas, uh, Gulf Coast, and data management. And as far as the, the, the division, the, the sales that we break out for the PF side, um, three-year average is uh, a little over a million dollars, and the three-year average on PF service is a little over 180000 So. Um, that's background on that. Uh, this is where we're located. So, you know, when you, when you think about service plans, you do have to think about your geography. And, and again, you know, I think, I think the goal of, of what they're shooting for this is just to spark some ideas and, and, you know, take it home and modify it for yourself. Um, we're right on the, the Gulf Coast there from our, our southernmost store there at Taft to Nome is probably getting close to 400 miles in between them, and the the weather and the farming could not be any more different. Uh, Nome last year received a little over 120 inches of rain, primarily rice, primarily you know heavy clay, and when you go down to Taft, I would consider that more like Midwest farming, 30 inch rows, you know, non raised beds, and then in the middle where corn, cotton, raised beds, and a uh, little bit of everything. So pretty diverse mix, and so uh, it uh, does prove challenging there. But knowing geography, you can go forward. Um, we've got 750 rovers, I guess if you want to term it, that, um, that we've either sold or picked up service on um, in that trade area. We do have a RTK network base station, uh, 900 megahertz that we like it or not, uh, put up and uh, get to maintain as well. Uh, we've we put service plans in place uh, in 2011. First time, you know, out, we had a big customer clinic and thought it'd be a great launch point for it. Um, I was hoping for better than nine takers. That was kind of a, a punch to the gut. But, uh, you know, this year we'll have over 50 active service plans. Uh, going forward, which you know is still a is still a drop in the bucket, um, but it's you know it's not something that's going to happen overnight. I didn't expect it to, so I'm you know I'll take what I can get. And in the in the whole goods market where we're at with the big iron and and what everybody's talked about, um, service sells the stuff. I mean everybody can buy all the fancy technology stuff when it goes out and it doesn't work, and you get the angry phone call and you're out there working on it and the customer's walking the ditch around it, cussing at you and breathing down your neck, um, you know, they're gonna go with the guy that's gonna make it work. And so um, we structured the service plan to try and alleviate some of those, but 
you're never going to do it. So um, everybody's seen this curve. If you've been to any of these meetings, this is the, the technology adoption curve. Um, what we decided to do with this is, is more focus on a grower segment. You know, if anything, you know, your early adopters and your innovators are going to be the ones getting the stuff that, quite frankly, you may be a guinea pig on. You know, you, you get maybe sold a, a, a bag of lies from a manufacturer that everything's good to go and you get it and you find out that something doesn't quite work exactly as planned. I'm sure that's never happened. Um, and so, you know, those are the guys that we found we have the best take rate and those are also the ones that are willing to pay for it. You know, when you get to your, your middle segment and those, I mean, the, the technology is, is critical to them, but maybe they picked it up on a used piece of gear they got or something and it's hard to drag the revenue out of them, bottom line. So, you know, we concentrate on the innovators, early adopters, and maybe the beginning part of the majority but um, if you concentrate there, you know, they're usually the guys in the field that everybody looks at anyway. Um, oh, that kind of moved around. Um, service plans are like insurance. Nobody likes insurance, but we have it because we're told to. Um, we buy just enough insurance to get by. So that's, that's really more the way we look at it. Um, we insure the uptime by giving them a security blanket or, or safety net or something like that because you know we're basically telling them look you add this and we're gonna make you this amount of money well then you know go to the field and it doesn't work it's, it's hard to explain how you're making them money when you know, they're not able to plant or they're not able to fertilize or, or you know they go through harvest and the combine didn't map anything um, and so you know they just want you know some assurances uh, and then, you know, I found you keep the, the buy-in to a price point where, you know, they won't say no to. Um, and, you know, we keep a pretty limited menu. You know, it's just like when you go to a restaurant and they got half a dozen things to eat, it's pretty easy. When they got a 12-page menu, the waitress comes back about four times before you figure out what you want. And, you know, with this, I found that if, you know, talking with other people when we did it, if you make the menu too wide, they just, I don't know, I'll get back with you. Well you know, that, that never happens. So, um, single unit, multi-unit, real simple. Um, you know, single unit, just like it is, multi-unit is, uh, you know, basically I keep the same pricing until I get to five units, and after that it's an additional fee per unit. Um, this earns them two well tractor visits a year, so to speak, and, um, we do that before the predominant season of use. So, you know, typically we're going out, I mean, we're at our Taft store, we're probably three weeks away from putting corn in the ground. So, you know, we've already gone out and checked some of the guys' stuff out. And, you know, then fertilizer season for us is typically in the fall. And, you know, when we're putting our raised beds up, so a, you know, October-ish is kind of our other time. When we get to schedule the visits, then we can maximize our efficiency. And, you know, if you're not running out to a certain area, going to see the guy, and then three days later going back out to that same area, when you can maximize and leverage some efficiencies with your mileage, you can, you can really bring costs down and, and get some people on board. Also, once you get good at it, it's, you know, 
getting half a dozen of these done in a day, it can be a, a pretty decent profit center for you know a tech or whoever's going out to do it. We'll get back to Colin's discussion shortly, but I did want to take a moment and again thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for making this program possible. Farmer's Edge is proud to partner with dealers across the United States to unlock exceptional opportunities for their farm customers. Through innovative technology and field-centric tools, their whole farm smart solution will strengthen your platform and enhance your customer relations. Grow the opportunities for your customers and become a representative for Farmer's Edge today. Visit them at FarmersEdgeUSA.com slash become a representative or call them at 952-582-1398. Reflecting on Colin's comments so far, he talked about the types of customers he targets with precision service plans. Concentrating on primarily the innovators and early adopters, the goal is to limit options while also delivering packages that justify the investment customers are making. Indecision can prevent adoption, and Colin used the analogy of having too many menu choices at a restaurant as a situation where a customer can take a long time to make up their mind or make a poor decision. Keeping a limited menu of service options has allowed the dealership to focus its plans with simple, single and multi-unit pricing plans, eliminating potential indecision by customers. Let's get back into the program now and hear more from Colin Helvinka on his approach to pricing and billing for precision service. Pricing, you know, I didn't know how far we're supposed to get into it, transparency and all, you know, from the peer group, um, putting everything out there. But uh, the way we track profitability on it is each year, the when a customer signs up, it's signed up on an automatic renew. So I don't have to touch base with them. They sign off saying, unless you notify me um, 60 days before the renewal period, it's going to automatically renew. Build their account, um, you know, we're a, a a red dealer, so the, the CNH card, just like the farm plan, build out, done. And um, so every year there's a different stock number made for each one of those service plans. Any work that's done on that service plan is charged to that stock number. That way we can track each individual service plan for its profitability. Is everyone going to be 100% profitable? No. But, you know, on average, uh, you know, we we probably realize right at, you know, between an eight and a 10% margin on it, um, on the service plans. So is it a huge profit center? No, but as you look at your geography, you'll find that the early adopters and the innovators are the ones that are gonna call and you're gonna be doing reactive phone calls and, you know, running to put fires out when you're trying to do something else. And it turned out to be something rather simple. And so, if we can go out beforehand, you know, before they're sitting on the turn row calling us cussing, we can sit there and go, okay, well, we know that everything's working. You probably pushed the wrong button. Where if you haven't been out there on site, how do you know that all the hardware is good? You're taking their word for it. Um, so it, um, it, it, it's probably a unique, maybe a unique approach. I mean, it's a, it's a very simple, uh, limited menu and you know, it earns them the two visits on site and 
not necessarily firmware upgrades because it's the same way with, with other stuff. If, if the new firmware doesn't give them something that they have been direly waiting for or fix a very needed problem, you know, a lot of times we'll leave it alone. You know, some of these guys don't like changes in the, in the UI. They don't like something else that happens or worse yet, there's a problem down the road and then you are reacting to, to something that's not working properly. Um, now, as, as far as, you know, where we make our additional revenue, um, when we go out and, you know, find a part wrong with it, you know, the visit is just a well tractor visit. I mean, we're going to go out, make sure everything turns on, make sure it drives, make sure it puts out fertilizer, make sure it plants, you know, that kind of thing. If we find something wrong, build at normal shop rate, you know, parts added on to that. Um, you know, I've asked the customers if they'd like me to create a, a more inclusive plan where, you know, you're prepaying for labor. And again, everyone's always told me it's the insurance thing. You know, look, just make sure it works. If something breaks when we're going, I'll call you up. But otherwise, I don't want to prepay for some labor that I might not use. So if, if we find anything worn, if we find anything damaged, if we find anything broken, it's billed over and above that. Um, you know, now, you know, that. The guys carry parts on their truck. You know, they don't have to pay the, the service call because that's tied in with the, uh, or the mileage, excuse me, because that's, uh, you know, priced in. And, and, you know, even if you don't find anything wrong, you can look and find parts that can be added. You know, we're right on the Gulf Coast of Texas. You know, when you close the tractor cab up middle of summer, it gets about 140, 150 degrees in the cab of the tractor. You know, ram mounts, RTK antennas, you know, stuff they go bad. It's, it's real easy to add little items like that to the ticket that um, are going to fail. Um, and, um, you know, fertilizer, cables, that kind of stuff in the back, it, it takes its toll on everything. So uh, it, it's kind of up to the techs to keep their eyes open, you know, and also look in the, in the cabin. We can do some uh, incremental whole good sales, um, you know, just uh, you know, it, it's almost treated sometimes as a, as a paid sales visit. So if you can add that kind of stuff on there, you know the parts margin, what it carries, it adds up quickly as well. Um, kind of gone over a lot of this here. Um, the plan doesn't include faulty hardware. It doesn't uh, include any extra labor. It just covers the two trips out there and making sure everything is working good. Um, it's, you know, the, the goal with both the visits and the pricing is to, to try and realistically give the customer the perception that it is a partnership. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I consider myself a young man, probably not, you know, whenever I jump down off a combine platform or something, I realize not quite as young as I used to be, but I'd still like to be able to do this for a while. Um, you know, I like a lot of people probably do this because, you know, maybe we can't farm or something like that. But um, if the farmers stay in business, we have a job. And, um, you know, I had, uh, I had a real old salesman tell me when I first started selling tractors, you know, the whole thing about uh, shearing a sheep but skinning it once. And, um, you know, there's going to be plenty of opportunity, you know, I've found to make, you know, revenue off these guys. And if we try and do it on every visit, it gets a little tough. But, um, you know, with this, we found a pretty good way to, to really create a good uh, impression of a partnership with the farmer. Um, phone support, 
I've, I've found you know that to be a uh, be a topic with uh, with guys. We don't charge for it. Um, we use um, I don't know if we're still using Vonage. We t we bounce back and forth between Vonage and Grasshopper. We have a support line that when they call that number, it it dials all the guys in the group cell phone at the same time, and whoever picks it up first gets the call. Um, so it's a it's a good way to to keep one guy from getting overloaded. Um, we include loaner hardware when we come out, you know, in the in the service visit to um, repair that stuff, and um, you know, don't charge extra for a for a loaner fleet, you know, service wise. Um, the partnership kind of thing went over, and you know, if you do this, you'll uh, you'll definitely reap the rewards, and uh, you know, on on levels that you haven't even considered, and you know, the last thing you know in in closing is. Um, you know, I never would have thought that, that doing service plans would, um, would evolve to the level it did, but uh, this, this picture here, while it, you know, could be taken anywhere, um, is, is actually on a 15,000-acre rice farm uh, about four and a half hours south of Abuja, Nigeria. And I spent uh, right at two weeks over there. They purchased 15 combines from us over the last couple years, and they wanted their yield monitors working properly. And so now we have a service plan to go to Nigeria and they, they double crop rice, so that's two trips a year. Um, it's not exactly a vacation, um, but uh, it, it, it's a really, really, really good revenue source um, as far as a service plan goes, but it's an opportunity that in 2011 when I put a service plan together, if I'd have thought we'd have ended up Servicing stuff in Nigeria is, is pretty much, you know, non-existent. But uh, uh, opportunities will present themselves that uh, you don't think about very often, and so you just got to keep an open mind. Well, thank you, Colin, for sharing your experience and insight on building productive and profitable support plans. One of the takeaways for me from today's program is the value of leveraging precision service plans as drivers of complementary product sales. Colin mentioned the success the dealership is having selling additional parts like tractor cab mounts or RTK antennas. Leveraging paid sales visits, as Colin called them, can incrementally generate additional revenue and also reinforce business relationships with customers. Those listeners who would like to see more of Colin's presentation mentioned during the program today, please visit www.precisionfarmingdealer.com. And I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program, so feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. I'd like to again recognize and thank our sponsor, Farmer's Edge, for helping make this Precision Farming Dealer podcast series possible. And if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this podcast series in iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when upcoming episodes are released. And another reminder to mark your calendar for the upcoming Dealership Mind Summit on August 1st and 2nd in Omaha. The theme of this dealer-only event is Roadmap to Mastering Equipment Remarketing and will feature a mix of general sessions, panel presentations, and roundtable discussions. Space is limited, and you can visit www.dealershipmindsummit.com 
to view the newly released full agenda of speakers and topics. And you can also keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership by registering online for our free e-newsletter and be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on April 26th for the next episode in our 2017 podcast series and be sure to look for continuing coverage of our Precision Farming Dealer Summit event throughout the coming year. For Colin Levinka, Farmer's Edge, and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Semlicka. Thanks for listening.